Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to part two, where you can double your pleasure and double your fun. It's time for A. It's time for Sean. It's time for blank. <laughs> it's time for Kingston. And welcome to episode 293, part two of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Okay, folks, it's time for the what the hell happened behind the scenes here at the show. Um, <laughs> as, as, as a kid growing up, I was addicted to the match game. Um, we all were. Yeah, because it, it was, was the 70s. Lot. It was the 70s. and we were like four channels. Right, and match game, for those who don't know, it's... Um, it was Late. Gene, well, the, I know they updated for yeah. Alec Baldwin, but yeah. not necessarily a lot of people know that. Yes. It, but but it's basically Gene Rainburn, he was the host, and he had this real thin microphone, a little ball in it, and he would have, there was contestants, they would be like, little Jack Horner sat in a corner eating his curs and blank. And then the contestant would have to fill in the blank, and you, with any kind of word. But on the other side of the room, there were six celebrities. Yes. And at the time, celebrities. <laughs> Maybe if you look at them now, they'd be like, I don't know who they are. Granted, kind of like the new match game now. Right. <laughs> oh, actually, actually, everybody will know the one. Betty White was a, 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 for a while. Right. She was on that for like a few episodes. Uh, apparently, Kevin Smith did one just did not he? too long ago. He's like, he's reached the point of his career where he can do game shows because he also did like $50,000 pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, it's the best time of my life. Anyway. <laughs> So, um, he goes, everybody is forgetful Freddy. And they're like, yeah, well, every time forgetful Freddy tries to remember a name, he always draws a blank <laughs> and you have to now fill the word blank in with something. And then of course, the, like you say, the contestant will now like fill the word in and right. then everybody has to, the six celebrities has to match him. Hence the match game. Yes. And the one who gets the most matches goes to the final round where you get to pick, you know, your favorite celebrities and you hope you, you match with them and you win big prizes. But ever since I was a kid, it's all I show. So every time, like, um, some people do the Jeopardy theme, yeah, I always do the match game thing. It goes dunk, 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 you know, like okay, let me get through this. Like I gotta wait. And yeah. Instead of for me, it was always ever since I was a kid. To this day, I still do it. I'm at work today, and I was bored. And I was like, because I was waiting for something. And so there was a guy on there. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so I'm gonna put that little laugh that you did. Because it got on, it got on tape. That I'm going to stick it now somewhere in the episode. So all of a sudden, you might be in the middle of a sentence. All of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to pop up. If <laughs> you like, you like, da, 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 and then, <laughs> and then, blah, 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 blah. and you're like, wait, what the hell happened? Because it was um, Brett. Oh, oh. Brett um, was her name, and it was Charles Nelson, Nelson Riley. Riley. For those people who might want a, an audio similarity, he sounds like oh, I want to say something. No, he, that's Paul Lind is the alien from uh, American Fra- American Dad. American Dad. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could do a, a, a appropriate Charles Nelson Riley's like oh. Um, see, only reference Cannonball Run too. 
Yeah. He was the the quote unquote villain in that one, and it was a comedy, so he was he was, you know, very very comedic. But he had an ascot, and he had these thick. It was a seventy, so it was these thick like shaded glasses, and. At the time, you didn't know, like, it was the 70s, so you could kind of go, okay, well, he's kind of quirky or queer, and it was... <laughs> <laughs> well, just just throw it right out there. And he probably was. I, to this day, I'm pretty sure it was. I never knew. I never really cared. All right, let's see. I have I have a little bit of Charles, Charles Nelson Rowley that I have. See, see if this guy actually translates. Sometimes this audio does not work. Okay. So let's see what happens. Can't wait. Here. Obviously, that's totally right. not okay. Maybe I can find it. <laughs> well, oh, I gotta is, go through the commercial. That right? is so loud. Yeah, I gotta turn this down here. Is it <laughs> this one? Yes. <laughs> While we're waiting, <laughs> there we go. What do you say? No. Disappointment to me, David. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Sorry. Yeah, Charles Nelson Wiley. Here you go. All right, let me see if I can get. Uh, uh, match game seventy nine. <laughs> Ready? Uh, yeah, because it was every every year they would put the year of match game. Okay. Oh wait, no, this is where he was the host. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here you go. Oh, ready. <laughs> See, and as you go, wait, Bet- Betty White's there. They <laughs> think and they write down stuff. Here you go. <laughs> that was a weak, safe answer. It was 79. All right. It counts. So, so. Here you go. Charles Nelson. That's Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Wow. A young Jamie Lee. Charles Nelson Raleigh is hilarious, but not here. Everyone said lips, so apparently it was popular. Yeah. It was very popular, but Charles Nelson Raleigh always kind of like a hmm. I said tongues. I wanted to say penis, but. 
I'll be looking at one later. <laughs> you always had like a comment or something, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's the thing, like that, the like that was probably the most like game show you ever saw because most of the time it was back and forth with celebrities, and, yeah, and, you know, type of thing. And like like a contestant could be on for three days on like one question. <laughs> yes, there were times where it would be like um, or. Um, well, Jeopardy does it too. Like you win, you come back the next day, or um, but sometimes it's like it's like these. Well, this, this round's not over yet. We'll find out next week. You know, like, yeah, like because but they, they they just filmed they, it in one big giant shot, so it was like I remember years and years and years ago, I saw a, film, a, a live taping of um, Family Feud. Mm. It was in California. My family and I went. They did a whole week's worth of shows in two hours. Yeah. And it was it was fascinating. I'm like, wait, they're gonna break this down. Like, like they would have the family and whoever won. And the next thing you know, here comes the next family. I'm like, wow, it was like a production line. It was wild watching. So I'm like, we I thought we'd just be watching one. Like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> that'd be like a half hour and we're done. Like yeah. it'd be in and out, no problem. And it's like, okay, well, here's a week's worth. Or they had, you know, and it was what was what I thought was interesting was the fact that there wasn't any flubs or anything. It was it was it was so well timed. Like, um. It wasn't. It wasn't what's his. It was the second guy, the guy who won. Ray Combs. It was Ray Combs. Yes, it was Ray Combs, um, the second guy, because I was in my. It was the eighties. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't Richard Dawson. It was like oh, he was the man. Anyway. They, well, they brought him back after Ray Combs passed away. Testimony suicide. Yeah. Well, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> I'm not wrong with that. I mean, you know, he yeah. he, he was depressed. I think he hung himself. Tough, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame, you know, but that's what happened to him. I mean, you know. Survey says, <laughs> "How did Ray Coombs die?" Oh. Top five answers <laughs> on the board. Here we go. The, pl- the point value has tripled. <laughs> In what ways would Ray Coombs thought about killing himself? Uh, uh, reruns. <laughs> uh, obscurity. <laughs> Trivial pursuit answer. <laughs> Anyway, so what we're saying is welcome to part two. Yeah. And in here in part two, I bring you our news. Yeah. We talk Star Wars. We talk, um, we find out what's going on with uh, Ewan McGregor. Yes. A little bit. We find out what's going on with Disney. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I was sorry. I was a little kissy about like three minutes ago. And apparently it's made its way across the room. Um, so we go, we'll see. We just kind of pause there and so you can join the. The, enjoy the episode while it, be thankful <laughs> this is not smell pogs <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's next oh we'll, so we'll see you at the end folks smell you later <laughs> and we're back you're listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com iTunes Radio and tune in search for Aquanet Radio on those apps alright Ed I got news do ya some news some facts some interesting tidbits some fake news I would say it's pretty accurate. All right. Not vague. I don't know. Fake news today. No, no fake news. Well, life's full of disappointments. <laughs> what do you got for me? All right. Well, Ed, apparently the Jerry Springer show is dead. Yes. I, I was going <laughs> to bring this last week, and I didn't because. Because? Stacy wasn't there. Oh. That was the article you brought for me? Yeah. That's so funny because I seen that article this week and was like, oh, my God. The Jerry Springer show is gone. I'm like, cry face emojis to him. 
And then we talked about it and he was like, Stacey, you got to send me that article. I feel like that's kind of newsworthy. And I was like, oh my God, I finally found one. That's good. That's so funny that that's the one you, he told me that you had brought an article specifically for me, but that I wasn't here you to yeah, talk about it. Right. So it's so funny that it was Jerry Springer and then it ended up the universe. After 27 <laughs> years. The universe. <laughs> the favorite show of the universe is coming to an end. <laughs> I, I 27 years fourth over 4,000 episodes I'm buying the box set <laughs> I'm like I'm telling you now I want a blu-ray box set with audio commentary Jerry's final thoughts on everything I'm in yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. This is, you know, like the birth of the show. Even you I know, thought, as I a, thought I was going to do three episodes tops. They were going to cut me because it was just so horrible. And every episode got worse and worse. And we're thinking, this is the last one, folks. We're going to move on to something else. At some and point, then... I didn't care. So I just said whatever I wanted to say. He does. And he next thing you know, there's fights. There's bells. There's topless girls. <laughs> There's, you know, people going, that ain't my baby. And next thing you know, there's midgets fighting and um, people are loving it. Like, I, you know, as a bonus material, they should have that movie they did, Ringleader, as a, as a bonus, a, like an extra feature. Yeah. I saw that movie. I loved that movie. I thought it was horrible. It was great. You know, <laughs> I, it's, it's a sad 27 years and 4,000 episodes. Um, it debuted in 1991, uh, but then Jerry Springer revealed that the TV audience everywhere are, are conflict are conflict perverts hung up the status and and freaked them. Uh, according to the New York Times, the show peaked in 1998 with the unforgettable episode "I Married a Horse." It was during that episode <laughs> that Jerry Springer briefly topped Oprah Winfrey in the ratings. Since then, the show has suffered a slow decline, propped up by the by invented characters and increasingly dramatized plot lines. It also seemed increasingly tone deaf with its constant attack on lower socioeconomic communities and trans people. One might remember that in 2005, Jerry Springer, the opera, prompted protesters <laughs> and blasphemy lawsuits that it was aired on BBC Two. Uh, <laughs> I for I. I kind of feel like uh, it's needed. I think. Uh, I mean, especially when you're when you're like unemployed, you really need to see the show. That's the that's the the main staple. Because I mean, I was unemployed at one point in my life. Sure. And sure, you were at once. I'm sure you're know, all in your life. And there was a time that you turned on Jerry Spur because huh? there's fucking nothing else on. It's that or soap operas. Yeah, and you're going. Yeah. And I'm like, I ain't a bitch, so I'm like, Jerry here. I'm not watching my stories. <laughs> and, and, and you sit there and you just, and, and after a while, like, especially like after two weeks, you, you start to realize, like, this is where this is going to happen. Uh-huh. Like you can, you, it's, it's like so uh, scripted sure. out. It's the same show over and over again, you know, and you just. But through it all, at the worst of your moments, you just went, well, at least I'm better than them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be working, but. I may be unemployed. I've got dignity. And I'm on food stamps, but I'm not on that stripper pole at 400 pounds. You know? <laughs> and my baby mama is a real skin looking trailer trash meth head that's sleeping with my best friend's daddy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that episode. <laughs> uh, that's the thing you can, make, you can make up the worst thing, and it was a Jerry Springer yeah. episode. Shit, I married a horse. Yeah. right there. <laughs> you can't top that. You really can't. 
I, I just don't know where, like, I would, I would periodically you go in, you peek in, you go, oh, okay, well, yep, life's still shitty for those people. I'm just keep moving on. Look, thank God for cable. No, like, <laughs> whoo, what movie do I have in my pile? Because I don't really feel like watching how Luann cheated on Mitch with Bobby McGee. You know, I love watching. <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden, there's a little midget comes running out, all mad and angry, and then someone ding, loo- ding. And someone loses a weave, and, and then yeah, there was a bell. Wasn't there? Yeah, there was uh-huh. because all these like, the fight starts uh-huh. and then the bell goes yeah. off. And I'm like, or, what is this a prize fight? Or, or, or what would happen is you see, you see, you, you see, see a- them circling here, ding ding, and that's when they just jump on each other. Uh-huh. Oh, it was, and then of course. You know, then the the inevitable Steve, Steve, Steve. Oh, Steve was so popular Steve, that Steve, Steve Wilkos got his own show. That's right. That Steve Jerry was Springer the head of the security guy. Right, right. Yep. What's up? He wow, everyone loves him. What should we do? Spin him off, motherfuckers. Give him his own show. Except he's the serious Jerry Springer. It's all there's lot. no fighting on. There's his no show. fighting because you know he's he's a, a ex policeman. I think it was. Yeah. Um, In like Chicago or something. Yeah. So it's all about lie detectors. You're a liar. Did you cheat? Did you touch that person? Are you a liar? We're gonna get down to it. Cause, and then his his lie detector, Steve's lie detector guy, was like, "No fucking joke, Dan." Dan. He, Dan. It was like, yeah, you see, this guy he fucking lied. You know, it was just because you know when people lie, they sweat. He tried. He, he looked. He looked up on stuff, and he was trying to all the little ticks to try to beat it up. We got him though. He's lying. Dan was He's scary. Lying. He was. He was like a scary, like slicked back hair Italian looking dude. I'm going. <laughs> His lie detector has this guy be more like him with a baseball bat <laughs> going, did you fucking lie? Or on a, I could just, I just see a back room in like a casino. <laughs> like there's a guy slapped to a table with a rotary saw going, which, tell me to, which, who, which hand do you write with? Yeah. Yeah. Do, what, do you write with the other one? Uh-huh. Smack. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. Well, tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. <laughs> I didn't do it. You told me the truth. Tell me the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I cheated on I knew it. <laughs> you know? You fucking lied, Steve. <laughs> we, we put him through the rigorous test, moaned the man, and he was sweating bullets. I could tell right from the start he was going to lie. <laughs> God bless Jerry Springer. I, you know. Uh, it's as old as me. I, yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally been around my whole life. Jeez, and I was hoping to get on it, too. <laughs> <laughs> we joked a couple times yeah. about going and getting married on Jerry Springer and going to see it because it's only in, like, what, Sanford, Connecticut or whatever. Yeah. I feel ridiculous that I know that. If you're in New York City, you can catch a shuttle bus to the shows. <laughs> there you go, folks. <laughs> Are you fucking shitting me? No, no we, we actually... Uh, it was there was a time when she when she first moved out, but she she was glued to it. It was Jerry Springer, Steve Wilkos, Jerry I don't like Springer. Mari, though. She skipped Mari, yeah. and then she would watch a, like a later episode of Steve Wilkos. And again, it's always same like lie detector. <laughs> the um, first episode will be a rerun, and then it will be a Jerry right. Springer episode, and then it will be an episode of Mari. I don't like Mari. I'm tired of the he is or is not your baby daddy thing. I'm over it. And then the next episode of Steve Wilkos is like a new one because they're still making. 
like new episodes of all of this, and I was glued to it yeah. Monday through yeah, Friday. Yeah, I, I liked Maury because Maury was Maury was oh, the slick sick car salesman uh, <laughs> that was your nice friend when you start out. So oh, yeah. tell me your tell me your story, da, da, and he's interested, and he's almost doing like the, the hands on the chair, like listening in on you do thing by thing, and then you go. We come back, we'll find out the lie detector's thing. And then it goes, you are not the fire. Then who the fuck is it? You're like, oh, my God. I can't handle Mark. The and guy then, went nuts. And then it got so bad that he was actually sitting there. Well, no, and he was your man, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And then you, and all of a sudden, next you know, he's sleeping with your your sister. Damn right, Mari. And you can't stand it. That's right, I can't. I want that man dead. I know you do. That's why we're bringing him out. <laughs> God bless Maury Pope. God bless all that television. It's like an end of an error. I'm sorry. I don't know because Jerry's ending. Steve Wilkos just got arrested and taken to jail for driving under under the influence. Right. So who knows what's going on with his show? Maury ain't never done nothing bad. He's never been in trouble <laughs> he's for nothing. To, he's just trying to bring families How together. How long has Maury Povich been on TV? Probably I'm, longer than totally I've been longer. alive. <laughs> I was going to Google that. I, so yeah. So oh God, I really, really if if, if the if. If the internet gods are listening, I need a box set, <laughs> a Jerry Springer box set of all 4,000 episodes, or at least you know, start doing them one season at a you time. You don't have to. There's an app called Nosy, yeah. and every single Jerry Springer episode ever is on this app. It's I don't know. N-O-S-E-Y, Nosy. I, I kind of want to. I think, I think you have it on your... your, uh, on your um, Nosy? Yeah. 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 Uh, every episode of Jerry ever is on there. Yeah. I, I just... Oh, I know. I need it. Needs and to be a, it needs to is have. It? Yeah, it needs to have. It a has group. all the all the anybody like they even have some old ones. I like, think like Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Oh, and Ricky Lake. And Ricky Lake. God, I remember Ricky Lake. And, uh, and the, the uh, Montel Ricky? Williams, Montel. my favorite. Skinny Ricky or Fat Ricky? Both. Okay, I remember both. Mon- Montel. Montel. Oh my God, Williams. he was I the loved most, him. He was the worst. Really? Yeah, because he was. He, he was, was family friendly. Though. He was family friendly. Yeah, and he always he was... brought that 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 psychic out. Uh, I forget. Oh yeah, that total fraud. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, no. I was more impressed. And then with she the... died. It's like, hey, wait, did you see that coming? <laughs> he wanted to like help you. And now there's this new guy. Um, fuck, it's a white dude, and I can't think of his name now. <laughs> I don't like his shows. Um, and it's I... a new guy, and he his shows are like Jerry cranked up. Oh, uh, see, so yeah, we're, very scripted the, and fake. The, 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 the Mamori, m- just to let you know, was September 9th, uh, 1991, was his first episode. Oh, so see, he's just as old. Just as old. Just as old. So, right, it was right there where they all Early were looking 90s. for you. Because it was, it was, I think it was right was, after, what's his name, The Mouth. Um, oh, oh, shit. Yes. You know God what I'm talking about? Damn it. Oh, fuck. It's going to bother, now it's going <laughs> to bother the hell out of me. Um, I don't have Google up. Um, Oh, Isn't there a Geraldo dude? Yeah, Geraldo, but oh, no, no. Um, Geraldo's a singer. <laughs> um, uh, oh my god, it's on the tip of my tongue. Jesus, it begins with an M. Morton Downey. There it is. Yeah, Morton Downey Jr. Oh my god, that was horrible. That was he was so bad that he actually said he's, he, he's he, local. Really? Yes. Oh my god, he's dead I, now, but he's local. I remember when. Yeah, he's dead now. I remember when he. At the height of his thing, his show was dipping in ratings. That he actually said he got beat beat up in a bathroom, and they they, oh, what do you call it? Put a swastika on his forehead. Couple of swastikas, right? But because prob- I actually watched the like that episode. The, the, well, not the episode that that episode, but they there was uh, there was a uh, a documentary yes. on Morton Downey. You have to watch it. 
it is a train wreck from beginning to end. <laughs> and and it's he, great. It was actually he just he was in the bathroom, ripped up his clothes, and he pulled the what do you call it? A fight club. Put the stuff on his face, looking in the mirror, and everyone was like all the swastikas. He beat are, himself up like a la liar liar. Kinda, yes. <laughs> and he put the swastikas <laughs> on. Kicking my ass. <laughs> and but the problem was he he was so stupid that he put the swastikas all backwards. Because he was looking in a mirror. And it was like it was just so atrocious. It was horrible. But people were glued. It was like it, train wreck TV at its finest. Because he he was always the guy who was always right. Yeah. Every, every episode. And then he was married to some woman, and I think they divorced. And he ended up like marrying some girl who was like way younger. Oh yeah. And it was like it was like one of those type of things. Like he's like, well, you know what? See who I'm fucking. You know, and basically that was yeah. it. Like everybody kind of turned tail on him and, and just turned on him at that point because he was because at Career that career suicide. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Pretty much it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, he. I mean, if you're he gonna... thought he, he thought nobody could touch him. He was so like huge because he took the show on the tour. Yeah. Like, he, <laughs> well, my thing is, he would have he would smoke on his show, and then he you know, on TV. Yeah, sure, yeah. you could smoke on TV. It was back before and, the whole. And he <laughs> and he didn't give a shit. He would sit there and yell at a person in their face with his cigarette hanging out and blowing smoke in a person. Ooh, that's like, so rude. Like waiting, just at any moment, you were like, he wants that person to punch him. Like he, that's that's what he was always going after. He was always going for those people to stab. It could be like the KKK. He would go after like yeah. Like he, he would be like the side of right. Like you almost be like want to go like yeah, you know, because you 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 were excited to see him. I need to see this. What's it called? Morton Downey, Morton Downey Jr. Jr. It's all well, like Robert, yeah. but Morton. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh God. There was so I remember that the, his logo was his big mouth. Big teeth. Yeah. The there big teeth. Just right in your face, rude. Just, and it was like, you're right. He was always the moral high ground on like, yeah, you're a pedophile. Pedophiles suck. Come on, hit me, hit me, hit me, yeah. hit me, hit me, hit me. Hey. Oh, he looks angry. Have you seen his yes. picture on his he's, Wikipedia page? He always <laughs> looks angry. He's always like this. Yeah. He was angry. It's no wonder. Shoving his fingers, two fingers, because it was holding a cigarette, cigarette in yep. your face. Yeah. Like, on you motherfucker, you pee. And it was like, beep, 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 uh-huh. beep. Oh. Or it was like nothing. It would just go, the tape would go dead because <laughs> this guy would turn off the volume because it was just, you couldn't He died beat of them. lung cancer. No shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way he, he smoked. smoked constantly. Oh, wow. You'd always see him light up. I'm like, wait, did, did he finish the last one? Like, Because yeah. every time they'd go on him, he's like, lighting another one. Like, saying I something. swear, if you ever saw, you ever see a photo of a person with like a, thousand cigarettes in their mouth it, it's always kind of always imagine him because it was like and be, oh, you're a piece of shit oh aren't you and like they'd be ashen just he's, he's pointing yeah, at him like, like, oh, like cigarette butt oh, ash it was, it was, at any point and you're always like oh that's gonna hit that's gonna <laughs> hit like he's waiting for the drop and then we'll be right back and then when you come back he's got another one halfway lit so here we are with so and so, and oh, you're a piece of shit, aren't you? Aren't you? Come on, you want to hit me? You want to hit me? And you're like, oh my god! And you just <laughs> couldn't stop laughing. It was great. <laughs> you're like, he's gonna to... die on. Eight. Someone's gonna pull out a gun and shoot this guy at any minute. It's gotta be fake. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, we're gonna. <laughs> anyway, they, they were they, the, like all the some of the guests were on on this documentary, and they they hate him. They still hate him to yeah. this day. You know, like. They were like, you know, I'm glad he's dead and all this kind of stuff. Like, Woo! If I saw his grave, I'd pee on it. Right. You know, I was, if he was on fire, I wouldn't piss on him. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was a horrible person. 
compelling TV though. Yeah. <laughs> they just come back every yeah. Saturday night. Again, just like, going. Like, oh, the oh, night. nighttime TV. Yeah, late night TV. Late night. Oh. Yeah, that's why you can get away with a lot of the young. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was so just in your face, rude. Because that back then oh. though, at that time, everything was like like today we got cable and like every station you get across the country. There was like like different areas. Like we were like in Jersey. I think we were the only ones with Morton Downey, and it grew. Yeah, because it talks about that, like how it just split up and how it eventually grew up across America. Like mm-hmm. he was starting to get more and more stations to get to to play his tapes and stuff. Because that's what it was. It was never really. It was live. It was never unedited. Yeah. Oh. And, and, and it was always like you know. And they just kept sending tapes to all these different uh, affiliates. And they'd play them like every Saturday night, and you would, that's it. You would just go home, and it's like in the middle of the night, and you're like, <laughs> "All right, here we go." Yeah. Oh. Ah. Uh, but anyway. Memories. Memories. So uh, sorry for seeing Jerry go, but yeah. <laughs> I totally would start buying those seasons up, man. You got it. You got a purchase right here. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't care if you can find it free. I, I want. No, no, I'm not looking for spirit. Let's see if they sell them. At oh, all. it's good. I, I, I need, I need a nice, gorgeous box set with maybe like it's a mock stage, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, every once in a while you can push a button and it'd be like, ding, 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 or Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Yeah. Instead uh, of Jerry beads, yeah, Jerry beads that come with the set. Uh huh. Hey, look, here is a piece <laughs> of the rug that got blood on it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the fascinating thing. If you ever watch those episodes, because you know they'll bring food out and then sure. people are fighting. I mean, that stage gets destroyed. Uh. They have the best carpet cleaner in <laughs> the business. I'm sure they have like some out on di- on disc. Yeah, at the there's moment. like there's like uncensored, unaired, un you know. Uh, uh, nope. They're not going to do it yet. They unleashed. just stopped. I, once they stop, they're going to let it all air out, and they'll be like... Uh, That's what he said. He said they were going to finish the stuff they already recorded this season, but then after that, they were done. And because it's so many episodes, it's still in syndication. Like, sure. they'll still play them. Yeah. Like, his show's not going away. apparently the CW bought them, and they're, they're yeah. going to constantly play those 4,000 episodes sure. for a long time. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with that. But I just I mean, need... they still show fucking Seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> on TV. I'm sure they can keep watching Jerry Springer until 2030. It's, we, look, we don't want to, we don't want to produce uh, game shows. We don't want to produce soap operas. What we got? We got 4,000 episodes of Jerry Springer. Running. Fucking marathon. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be the CW, and then we're going to be anywhere between Jerry Springer and Arrow (laughs) (laughs) and The Flash. Anything DC-related, can we get Jerry Springer in, like, a Batman suit just for his last episode? It'll tie the universe together. (laughs) (laughs) I would watch the shit out of that. (laughs) Oh, that'd be great. Uh, Well, I got cast the news. Do you? Yes. Remember the movie The Shining? Yes. Did you know that Stephen King wrote a sequel to that movie, that book? No, I did not. It's called Doctor Sleep. Okay. All right. They just cast Adult Danny, Danny Torrance. Red Rum, Red yeah. Rum. They announced who's playing Adult Danny Tor- Torrance. Would you like to know who it is? Shelley Duvall. No. Oh. Ewan McGregor. Okay. Ewan McGregor is bringing Adult Obi-Wan? Danny. Obi Wan. Obi Wan is bringing Adult Danny Torrance to the big screen in Doctor Sleep. So this is like very adult. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It's um, he's it's not young. Yeah, like when when you see young Danny because there's doing a side by side with with Ewan McGregor and the the kid. Well, I don't know what's the kid's name. Um, I don't know. Kid. But to me, the kid looks more like like a young um uh, Joey Lawrence. 
Okay, I can kind of see that, sure. I'm I don't know if you can find yourself a doctor, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, whatever. Joey, I can just see Joey Lawrence go, whoa. whoa. I, shining? Whoa. Red rum? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those people who don't know, Dr. Sleep picks up with Torrance years after the events of The Shining. Uh, the character now is a raged-filled alcoholic whose Shining's powers return when he begins to embrace sobriety. Torrance starts using his gift to communicate with the dying at a local hospice center, and his story takes a turn after he meets a young girl who also has shining powers. All right? I mean, that's kind of... It's, it's I'm, I'm sorry. I just wanted to look up real quick the shining cast just to see who the kid actually was and what he's doing now. I don't think he's doing anything. I think he's one of those kids that, uh, you know, in fact, I actually have... Danny Lloyd. Danny Lloyd. <laughs> it's uh, LL. It's Lloyd. I honestly actually have. I'm going to make this come full circle later on the show about that kid. You know, he's he's a little younger than us, so he could. I'm sure he's making the con circuit at this point in his life. Yeah, because he's the last thing he last thing he did was 1982. Will the autobiography of G. Gordy Liddy. Oh, see? A TV movie. Yeah, so I'm sure he's probably making the rounds of, hi, remember me? I was Danny Torrance. Look at this. Red Ram. You know, <laughs> and, and uh, hey, look, uh, nice to meet you. But uh, you watch watch the magic of this show, Ed, because I'm going to bring it right back down to Danny Lloyd. All right. All right. All right. All right. So you got that going. Yeah. So that's good news, right? Yes. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you watch the Roseanne show? The reboot? No. Not at I, all. I watched the first episode. Okay. Um. So you know he she's no longer having right because the they because some tweeter yeah she you know once again fame puts a person you know makes them say something stupid and everyone gets on you know board of the pitchforks and and you know things and all but that's not the story Ed no no it's not it's not you know what the story is it's that the fact that they're bringing the show back without her it's called the Connors yes it is Ed very good <laughs> it is uh, what we call it a spinoff called the Connors yes. I... I don't know why. I, 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 half the reason why you... I mean, I know it's the Connors now. It's not Roseanne. But half the reason why you watch the show is because it's Roseanne Barr. You, right. you, like, you, you want to see what, what foul things are going to come out of her mouth. Like, in a way. Like, that's the, like half the show right there. I mean, the supporting cast is funny and nice. And I mean, you know. they got pretty much everybody, you know, from the original show. But um, it's... Uh, why can't they... Where is the article? The article decided to disappear on me. Ta-da! <laughs> Not really. Ha-ha! <laughs> Guess it wasn't that important. Layer Remedy, Scientology in the Aftermath. Isn't that the Fascinating. Al- <laughs> That's Dr. Dre's next album. <laughs> Scientology in the Aftermath. Phenomenal show. I buy it. Uh, so, yeah, so ABC has given a series order to the Connors, a spinoff starring the original cast members, John Goodman, Laurie Metcalf, Sarah Gilbert, Lacey, uh, Lacey Gordonson, uh, and Michael Fisherman. Uh, not part of the new series. It would be Roseanne Barr, who played the matriarch in the long-running and recently revived and more recently canceled multi-camera comedy. Barr will, according to ABC, have no financial or creative involvement in the spinoff. Um, I, I regret this. This is a quote from Roseanne herself. I regret the circumstances that, I've, that have caused me to be removed from Roseanne, she said in a statement. I agreed to this, this the settlement in order that 200 jobs of beloved cast and crew could be saved. And I wish the best for everyone involved. 
Um, I'm glad Ferrari just took the high road. I, I yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see that part. Like this, I you know, I'm like, all right, well, no, that's that's what I was thinking of. I'm like, I, th- I think it was, I think somebody said that a while ago. Is the fact is that she did this and she didn't think of anybody else but herself when she did this because she wanted to be like the moral high person or whatever to do this angry tweet. And you go, well, what about the other people that work for you? You know, not all of a sudden now they're going to be out of a job because right. the backlash is going to be that your, your show's going to yeah, be gone. Like you may be the head figurehead, but now everyone's going to lose their job. Like yeah. there's, there's people who are now we're counting on the fact that it was a hit. We can make some, I have a job now. This is great. This is awesome. I'm not talking about the actors. I'm talking about the crew, like the cameraman. The PAs, the the directors, you know, hell, even a grip there. Yeah. You know, they all have a job, and they're like, they were slated, and they probably put off other jobs because, like, no, I got that Roseanne gig that's going to keep me in. You know, it's a, for at least it, like four or five years. You yeah, know? or at least you know, like for for production, I can't do anything. I'm tied. My hands are tied. So I said no to these other jobs. I mean, Marley, good for her. She was like, look, I, there's people out there who relied on me. I fucked up. That doesn't mean you have to punish everybody. Right. You know, and it's like, well, good for her. Like, I don't know how I feel. It's like, I didn't get a chance to see any of the episodes. I liked the original show, so I heard the uh, the new show was kind of funny. I, I mean, I, I I didn't find the first episode funny at all. I mean, you know, because it was still like that 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 fight between Trump and and uh, uh what's her name, Clinton? Hillary Clinton, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, that's a like that's over, like. You know, make Trump jokes. Sure, like I'm not, I'm not like against making Trump jokes. But the thing is, is like the the whole election thing was like over a year ago. It's like right. it's past. He's now he's not in office. Get over you know, it. Let's you know, move he's, he's, on. You know, yeah. like, they, make horrible Trump jokes all you want. That's fine. I don't mind. Like you know, because I you know I think he's a terrible person anyway. But like you know, the whole like fighting between them. That's like that's an old one. Like I mean, I'm like did you have the script from over a year ago? And now they're just finally putting it into production. You right. Know? Yeah, go, all right, whatever, you know, but that's well, good, though, that uh, the rest of them are working again, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought, like, what happened to John Goodman, though? I mean. What do you mean? He's in the show. I know, but, like, he was, like, an, he was a film star. Um, Now I, he's back I, to TV. I, okay, well, I think nowadays, back when we were younger, and there was a distinct difference between a television star and a movie star. Yeah. And you could tell TV stars that were going to go become movie stars. Michael J. Fox, Tom Hanks, George Clooney. You know, like when you saw them on the small screen, Leonardo DiCaprio, apparently, when he was on Silver Spoons, or when was it, Growing Pains. Yeah. You know, there are certain character actors that were bigger than life on that small screen. Nowadays, with the way writing is, and, like, there's so many big actors, like, okay, like, she's watching Antonio Banderas play Pablo Picasso. Before that, it was the, um, what's his name, playing uh, Einstein. like Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush. So he was a, an Oscar winner. Like doing, doing, it's like the scenes where like, as long as the, the writing is good, people will come back to it. I also think John Goodman's like, I, I get paid, you yeah. know, like and maybe his star isn't as bright as it once was when we were younger, because the last thing I saw him in was, what do you call it? 10 Cloverfield Lane. That's the last thing I think I remember seeing him in. Right. You know, before that. ABC has this? ABC, yeah. He's secretly working for Disney still, so that they'll make it. I mean, well, he, what do you call it? What do you call it? He's, he's in the Emperor's New Groove. He is Sully. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's, so it's he's not like stick with Disney. So until yeah. they come out with another monsters movie, and then yeah, he's like, I'm in, I'm in for another monsters movie. I'll, I'll pop up in Wreck It Ralph. You know, like, <laughs> um, I mean, probably everybody else does. Yeah. So I mean, uh, who knows? Like Sarah Gilbert, I'm sure. Like, I, I always thought that they were going to make a spinoff of Roseanne anyway. Like it, when when the show canceled, when the show was over, 
they kind of alluded that the story was going to be about her and her husband anyway. Like, mm. but at the time, her husband was the guy who plays uh, Leonard in um, what do you call it? Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory, right? Now he's you know Big Bang Leonard now, and that's he does... a, Roseanne's daughter. Uh huh. She's the talk show, a co-talk show. On, yeah. Um... The talk. the talk is yeah. that it? Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say the View, and that's that's yeah. it's not the View. It's it's, it's talk. like talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah she it's was... basically the View, though. Well, yeah, she, well, she's the one. She's the one of the creators of the talk. Oh, okay. So it's like five know. or six of them sitting around. I yeah. mean, it's just like it's a bunch view. of Yentas <laughs> sitting around pitching about things. <laughs> a bunch of what? Yentas. Yentas. <laughs> it's a Jewish word for like, hey, how about kids today? They just don't understand. But it's the thing, like, like. Like there's there's all these videos on YouTube and it's like what happened to so and so you know because right. when you were talking about uh, Mike Myers, you know like apparently he just follows hockey like he'll do a project <laughs> here and there but that's it like it's small time stuff to him right he he apparently has a box like in, in the on, along the glass and like all the scenes like he bought them all so that way <laughs> so he sits by himself to sit there him and his multiple personalities <laughs> and apparently they interview with it's the the Toronto uh, uh, the Maple Leafs uh, okay uh, uh, not the Blue Jays the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs yeah Toronto Maple Leafs so he he's a big hockey fan and he they basically st- sure. spends like a lot of his time watching hockey you know I mean look if I had fucking Shrek and and Austin Powers money I I guess maybe I'd lean back and be I'm at the Flyers booth like you know yeah. I wonder what he made more money on. Shrek or Austin Powers? I would say uh, probably Shrek. You think so? Yeah, you know Austin he's... Powers is really. And I think I think he probably made more Austin Powers money because he created Austin Powers. Like he wrote the script. He did. So there's a lot of Billy. Sure. Shrek is only did, did the voice because he took over for. Uh, um... uh, what do you call it? Shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Damn it! <laughs> Chris Farley. Chris Farley, that's the one. Right, but you got to think he probably has some sort of likenesses uh, agreements. Any any Shrek material that comes out, he's I mean, the voice been of. More Shrek things. Austin Powers only has well three or the four three movies. movies. Three movies. The three yeah. or four movies. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Goldmember was the last one. Yeah, yeah. gold. I want gold. <laughs> <laughs> Love those movies. <laughs> oh, they're hysterical. Get in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so I think that, you know, he, I don't know. I, I just kind of feel like, uh, I think, I think he makes more in Shrek. That's my personal opinion. Okay. You know, he has all those, those TV episodes that he did. And... I mean, there's, a, there's like a Shrek Halloween episode, a right. mo- little short movie. There's a shit there's ton a of Shrek, Shrek stuff. Great Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. On top of like the four or five movies, I think a fifth one is coming. I wouldn't be surprised. They're making a fifth. I think the last one was with Rumpelstiltskin was in it. And he little short dude and he has orange hair. I think that was the last Shrek movie. Okay. And then I think they're making a fifth Shrek. And there's a V in like the um like the the picture of like no, they show a trailer and then they'll show like the picture right. with the movie poster is gonna look right. like or something. And there's a V in it. Uh, for like the five. <laughs> I mean, I know they made a musical. Uh, you're, yeah, because yes, yeah, so it was Shrek, Shrek two, Shrek the third. Shrek Ever After and in 2019 Shrek Five. Told you, I don't okay. even like the Shrek movies. Wow, <laughs> wow! I guess the band's getting back together. Yep, that's There's, gonna uh, give a what's his face more for Donkey. Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some television specials: Shrek in the Swamp, Karaoke Dance Party. Oh yeah. Uh, Shrek 4D, which I think is a, the the uh, ride. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Far Far Away uh, Away Idol, Donkey's uh, Caroling Christmas Tacular. Uh, Thriller Night, Pig Who Cried Werewolf, 
and Puss in Bush, the Three Diablos. Uh, that's, I know that's a right. DVD for the Puss in Boots. Yeah, I would say I would say that he's probably plus making... maybe some video games. I think yeah. a couple Shrek video games. I mean, you know, I mean, if you okay, but either way, two pretty iconic roles. Sure. I mean, do you really need to like? You can sit back on your laurels a little bit and rake and go. Oh, I'll just become a season pass holder. I'll buy that seat, that seat, that seat, that seat. Like you'd think, why not just buy a box, like you know, uh, like a nice little? Because he wants right, 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 right with the action is right the glass. So you want to, and people can go, hey, look, you, they, you look they interview. Through. Apparently, interview him during Toronto's <laughs> hockey games. <laughs> like they, they mic him up, and he's sitting right there because he's just, just all by like, himself. I'm, like I'd say, it's just all these seats, and it's just him. And I'm like, like commentator, everybody go out for concessions, and they're you know, <laughs> like, like, there's a. I can just imagine them doing the whole like you know when they air it on TV. Crowd, 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 just a big empty spot and one guy and they keep going. What is that? Because he's got gray hair too yeah. now. Like, you know, it's he's like, gotten older. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's just like he hasn't died it, you know. Like, just sitting there just cursing up a storm and his boot. Get off my ice. <laughs> hey, you hoser. <laughs> you wonder if they do the fan vision thing and they go, you know, everybody, let's go. And it's recalled him and Wayne's World. Hey, good day. Or they do the kiss cam. They put him yeah, on him. He's by himself. He's like. <laughs> just makes faces or does the ah the, the Austin Powers look <laughs> gets up every once in a while and does the dance <laughs> like when someone scores like oh, what's that doing it's crazy old Mike Myers just sitting there and Hunter Buck says at some point Pinky goes to the oh place. yeah whenever someone whenever there's a cheap shot like whenever someone's going to the, the penalty box they boom the he's like oh naughty <laughs> isn't that right Mr. Beaglesworth it looks like it Looks like it's two minutes for holding. <laughs> I would totally watch him on comedy if he had to do his Dr. Evil. Yes, I see a two minutes for high sticking, my favorite. <laughs> I call it ice hockey because it's cold. <laughs> like my heart. <laughs> Hysterical character. Uh, well, uh... Speaking of buying things. Yes. Disney. Yes. Fox. Yes. Money. Yes. <laughs> How much is it up to today? Uh, actually, no. They settled the deal. Disney acquired Fox, solidified with a $71.4 billion deal. Woo! Yeah, Comcast, like, we got 60, what was it, 65, I think? 65. It was a, it was a little bit more than Disney. So Disney was like, Disney was well, like, but Disney started with fifty five, then it was sixty. Then last week I brought it to the the podcast. We it was sixty five million that Comcast was offering, and Disney was like, "Hold on, we're just waiting for that check to clear from Infinity War." <laughs> uh, check cleared. Fuck you, seventy one billion, and we'll just throw a, a four. Wait, how much do they do? They can do seventy one point three billion more. Make it point four. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna piss them off so much. You know, we'll do seventy one point four billion, and someone, someone's like, "God damn, we only had seventy one point three dollars every damn bid." Damn you, Disney! Huh? Huh? <laughs> Fuck you, bitch! Oh <laughs> 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 uh, oh gosh, we got money flowing out of pockets. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so um, this was as of uh, June twentieth. The Walt Disney Company today announced that it has signed an amendment acquisition agreement with 21st Century Fox, 
for $71.3 billion, uh, $38 per share in cash and stock. Uh, Disney will acquire 21st Century Fox immediately following the spinoff of the business comp- comprising New Fox. Excuse me, as previously announced. The news comes after Comcast made an aggressive $65 billion all-cash offer last week for the 21st Century Fox assets, forcing Disney to increase its initial $52.4 billion purchase for the Fox acquisition. So, I, okay, I mean, Disney could have went just a little higher. I mean, they didn't have to go to 71.4. Somebody probably ran numbers for them and was like, listen, this is what we think Comcast who wants to be stuck in a bidding war over and over? Like, nobody wants that. Disney right. don't have time for that. What What can they pay? That's all they can pay. We can pay more. Go ahead. Write the check. Let's get on with our... Yeah. Are, you, are you kidding me? Let, let's throw... Disney a... could be in a bidding war forever. Yeah, yeah but, but... It's, not, it's not about if they can. No, Business-wise, nobody wants to be stuck in that. No, you're right. Get I mean, it over with. Hey, sign the check. Let's move on. I mean, especially so they can start collecting money on that. Especially with, you know, movie fans. They have means that presume plans for regenerating... Uh, Reintegrating characters like the Fantastic Four and the X Men, including Deadpool. Um, you have the original Star Wars movies. Yes. You know, you have Avatar, Planet of the Apes, Alien, Predator, Die Hard, Kingsman, Ice Age, Night at the Museum, The Simpsons, The Family Guy, Legion, American Horror Story, The Orville, NBC's This Is Us, and ABC's Modern Family. <laughs> I'm just, I'm delighted because the Family Guy, I'm thinking. What are they gonna? What's Disney gonna do with Family Guy? That's the the question. Probably nothing. It'd be like, does it make money for us? Fuck it, keep it going. Yeah, we gotta make up that seventy one billion dollars. <laughs> but I could see them doing like a like a like they're like you see them like as a family trip to Disney or something like that. Oh, you know that's coming <laughs> totally. Or something's gonna happen on the Orville where they go back in time and they're in Disney World. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, I mean, just now Die Hard. You know, see, we called John McClane on top of the Epcot building, you know, the ball, jumping off. Yippee, yippee, Kaye, motherfucker. Whoosh, as it blows up behind him. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I mean, at least Disney's, you know, it might, it might look better for us people who are waiting for a remastered original copy of Star Wars. I mean, they've been kind of, they when they bought it, everyone's like, okay, well, where is it? And we never heard anything, and now they bought Fox. You're like, you got it, you, you got it, it now. Now we're gonna do polish it up, and just in time for Christmas. It's like <laughs> we're gonna make up this money in two words. In, in two words, episode four, uncut. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> we get this. Yes, that's I don't know it. if they're gonna make up seventy one point four billion dollars on Star Wars. Okay, <laughs> uh, maybe not on Star. Maybe not all of it. Calm yourself. All, all they gotta do is we. It's gonna be an easy billion. Though. It's it, easy for sure, but not seventy one. Totally, especially after Episode Nine comes out and they have the whole big Jesus Christ box set. No, I mean at this no. point they know that they want to sure. start pumping out the next Deadpool movies. They want that money. How much did Deadpool make at this point? A lot. All of that could have been Disney's at some point if the stupid fucking bidding war. I, mean, I don't know if that would have because they yeah. made it, so it probably would have still went back to but Fox. But the next one, but future wise, any sure. fantastic form. I mean, at this point, Disney's like, "Bitch, we're printing money, and you're <laughs> you're holding up our ink." Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, he made three hundred four million on the that Deadpool two made three hundred four million so far. That's just six. in the states, yeah. right? Right, so I mean, at this point, some someone sitting at Disney is like, "We don't have time. What can Comcast pay? Somebody run the numbers. Yeah, somebody figure it out. What's the most they can do? Right. And and then right. let's double it just to piss them off. You know, 
Uh, maybe. The question is, though, is did they end up giving him cash or was it 71.4 in the stocks? It's probably, Remember last time we talked about it, Comcast was offering cold hard, hard cash. Hard cash. I think Disney was still like, okay, we'll give you a couple more. Here's a couple more extra stars, uh, shock stairs. I would still want Stock more of shares. That. Disney's not going nowhere. Disney's not going to crash. No. You don't have to worry about putting your money in Disney, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, where'd all my money go? That's not what's going to happen with the Disney. Only way, uh, the only way. That only happens when you go to vacation with Disney. <laughs> right. The only where'd way my money go? The, yeah, but you oh, signed right. up for that. <laughs> you ha- Somebody at Disney would have to be found with either a dead boy or a live girl strapped to a bed somewhere and be like, oh, my God, Scandal Rocks Disney in the Disney Castle. Like, for it to all crumble. Because I don't think they're untouchable. They're totally untouchable. I, 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 wearing a, 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 a boy a boy dressed in a Prince Charming outfit. Yes. You know, it's like, <laughs> Yo, head, of, head of Disney caught with, you know. CEO of Disney caught with a boy. In a Prince caught Charming. with boy dressed as Ariel. You know, like. Somebody uh, would still make excuses for it. Sure, so they would be still like justify it. Disney be like, "What? Well, I'm sorry, well, who, we don't know who that person is." Right. It, he was. I in, mean, as much as much rumors about Walt as there is, and sure. people still like nobody cares. You know what's you know why blood splattered at Disney inside the Cinderella's castle? It's fine. It was a Halloween event. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> like, mop, mop, mop. No, nope, nothing to see here. We'll just put it closed for business. Untouchable. Yeah. <laughs> Closed for renovation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're just reimagining the area. <laughs> and everybody go, oh, what's coming? We'll wait. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. We'll spend another five grand next year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good on them. Good on them. And then who wins? We all do. We all do. Do we? <laughs> I think so. Now, Ed, you mentioned the AMC movie theater thing. Yes. All right. Here it is. AMC announces ticket subscription service to rival MoviePass. Ooh. Uh-huh. Uh, AMC Theaters, this was as of June 20th. This was earlier this week. Yeah. Uh-huh. AMC Theaters has announced a new proprietary ticket subscription service to rival MoviePass, according to The Hollywood Reporter. AMC subscriptions will be a new tier of its existing AMC Stubbs program. The new tier, launching June 26th, will carry... That's not... It's right around the fucking corner. Tuesday. Yeah. We'll carry a $1995... 19- I should know. His birthday. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Ed. You can, get yourself, you can get yourself a $20 a month price tag, and it will allow customers to see up to three movies a week. Yes. And will also receive discounts on concessions. Additionally, AMC's program extends to its IMAX, Dolby Cinema, 3D, and other non-standard format movies. It's and is good at all their locations nationwide. So in yeah. two trips, it pays for itself. Pretty much. In I mean, two you, movies. Uh, yeah. It's 12, what, twelve fifty a person? Yeah. That's 25 bucks just for two movies. That's for going alone. And, and it's only 19, 20 bucks a month? I would gladly pay, I mean, 20 bucks a month to go see three movies a week. Yeah, but that's 12 movies. Right. You know what I mean? So if if you do that, you're only paying twenty dollars to go see twelve movies. I wonder if it has to be like matinee movies. I'm like sure. What are the restrictions? Well, it says yeah. other stipulations include a mandatory two hour window between films seen on the same day, and no rollover. No rollover if a subscriber does not see three movies in one week. Right. You know, it makes sense. You know, like like you know, you don't get to yeah, see the four of the Thursday week. night premiere. Um, uh, that does not say. Because it just says, we believe that our current, future, and loyal guests will be interested in this type of program as AMC Stubbs A-list rewards guests with something that 
no one else offers. The very best of AMC, including IMAX, Dolby Cinema, and Thrill 3D up to three times per week for one simple, sustainable price, said Adam Aaron, uh, CEO and president of AMC Theaters. Uh, just for one? Like, you have to have one, I would have to have one. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, uh, you know. Like, no guests. They no. probably won't no. start yet, like, not. It'll probably, you know, when, when business do this new stuff, they never figure out what the rules and regulations should be until after they've already put their foot in the mouth. Right. So people will start not going to matinees. They'll start doing Thursday night premiere movies, and then they'll lose money. And they'll be like, fuck, we got to edit this because, like, we're losing out. Now you can only come on matinees. It can't be, like, premiere nights. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, but someone also, like, I'm looking at a comment, and someone's like, I wonder if this will apply for fandom events, too. Right. That would make it competitive. Like, the AMC has, like, the, like, uh, when I went to go see the play Frankenstein with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, um, uh, Sick Boy from Transpiding, uh, the guy, he, the Sherlock's. Johnny Lee Miller. Yes, thank you, Ed. Oh, thank you. You knew that name. <laughs> but you forgot <laughs> was, Morton Downey Jr. Because <laughs> it wasn't my story. <laughs> um, so I, I, I will apply to that. And if even if it is a matinee or it's like a Tuesday night no, of the movie. No, it's still worth it at the yeah. end of the day. I mean, yeah, sure, I may not be seeing three movies a week, but i got a lot of time. Maybe I will. No, it's you still know? worth it even if you do the Tuesday thing because those are $5 a ticket. One week of do the three weeks of doing that's fifteen bucks right there. Yeah. Plus you get two other days each week. Like at the end of the day, it's going to pay for itself real fast. I mean, the the thing really comes is, is how much movies can you um, consume? Well, here's the bigger question: It's like what, like, like now you, you we have these summer movies, so you know it's obvious. Like every week you could go and see mm-hmm. like a movie, or if you missed a movie, you could definitely mm-hmm. go catch in the next week and, and make sure. up for it and, and be able to see three in a week. Or, you know what? I really enjoyed this movie. I'm going to go see it again and not like waste money. I, I still think 20 bucks a month is actually pretty it's affordable. Insane, really. It's, it's I, crazy it's, because it'd be like, okay, well, I got the, it'll probably tie it to my AMC stubs card. Yeah. Of some sort. It'd be like, Oh, you got a new card. Welcome to AMC theaters. Mr. Richmond. <laughs> What, what movie would you like to see now? Uh, I'm feeling foreign film. Can I see that movie with that British dude? You know, like, like, I feel like an animated tale today, Jeeves. You know, like, uh, get to put them on popcorn, please. I think where they'll make their money is for like multi members and families. You sure. Know saying? Like the people, the couples that have kids. At that point, right. everybody's got to have one. Right. And at the end of the day, everybody knows movie theaters make money on their concession stands, not on their ticket sales. Uh, there's got to be. I wonder if it's like, okay, well, I'm the AMC Stubbs guy and I'm I'm paying 20 bucks a month. Am I allowed to bring one free guest? Like, like if her oh, and probably I. Probably not. You know, it's like, oh, God, no. I'm the oh, member. Yeah. So I even still. Even if it's 20 bucks a month, I go, hey, babe, let's go to the movies together. I'm only paying for one ticket. Yeah, you're still yeah. saving money that you know, way. I'm yeah. walking in going, yeah, it's me and one adult, No, please. I mean, at that point, you could still go ahead and pay the 40 bucks a month and still save money. Right. You know what I mean? Because it, Cause they're going to rake you at the coals at the concession stand. Yeah. Yeah, you know? oh. yeah they are. <laughs> hey, what? what you, you, you want a piece of pizza? $12. Eh. It's, but it's in like a little Elio's pizza thing. Uh, 12 bucks, sir. Oh. <laughs> but you got the movie for free. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> sure. Be smart. Go to the dollar store. Pay a dollar for all their candy. Shove Fine. it in your pants before you walk in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Shove it up your jacket. <laughs> Get a girl. They have purses. Sure. It's fine. At this point, dudes carry purses too. So, like, what's that's right? Know? Merce. Uh, Merce. <laughs> 
Uh, we sorry, sorry, sir. Are you? Uh, we call it. Why can I not have a man purse? <laughs> I am a paying customer. Don't look in that bag. <laughs> Don't look in the bag. They still have yet to start making sure people aren't sneaking shit in. And at this point, AMC would never tell a dude he couldn't have a bag. I mean, that's a lawsuit waiting <laughs> to happen. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> they would never. They'd be like, fuck it, let them bring their candy in. It's not even that big of a deal. <laughs> oh, well, it will be when all of a sudden, like, there's no line at the concession stand anymore. But, like, we sold this many teachers, or these theaters are filled. The brink, and yet we haven't sold like one jujube. Eh, someone's always yeah. But how for many icy. years have people, for sure? And how many years have people been stinking in candies and snacks to the movies? And they're still not. I've checking been doing it since stuff? the eighties. <laughs> right, thirty years at least, and they're still not checking people's shit. Huh? It's nothing yeah, quite 70s, tastes like uh, movie. <laughs> no, I did my. I had a jacket that had like a torn pocket. That's where I was the hoagies. Yeah. yeah, the hoagie story. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up! Let me tell my story. Maybe someone's new. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stick juju bees in my pants next time. <laughs> What's up, dude? No. No, free range juju bees. <laughs> They're all sticky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why? They make free range chicken. It's supposed to make the food thing. better, right? Like, so it's in there. Free, free range malted milk balls. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Hold over that one's not to run that round. <laughs> What's up with this one? <laughs> I forgot the molten melts. Excuse me while I whip out this Twizzler. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. Yep, there you go. Want some popcorn? <laughs> give me about an hour. It'll pop naturally. <laughs> Wait, I'm asked for salty butter. That's not butter. <laughs> Can I get some taint on that? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, Ed, um, since we're talking about movies. Yes. Star Wars movies. Okay. Uh, we were talking about Star Wars movies. We talked about Han Solo. Yes, we did. Um, you saw it twice. Yeah, twice. You? you liked it both times, right? Yes. I liked it. Fine. Yeah, it was fine. Not her on whole. We got it, but there were some people who boycotted the movie, right? Okay. No, because they were like, well, there were pissy little fanboys that were pissed off at the Last Jedi, and they're like, we're not going to go see it. Well, you know what those people did, Ed? What they do? They they incurred the wrath of Disney. All right. Let's see what Disney's wrath is. Star Wars spinoffs are reportedly put on hold. Oh, yes. Just as they were getting ready to announce a standalone Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody asked for this. Well, everyone asked for the the Obi-Wan. Ewan McGregor's like, yeah, I would do it. Nobody asked for the Han Solo movie. What do you need to know about Obi-Wan? But the, what about his time when he spent on Tatooine? What do, what could he possibly have done so interesting other than watch Luke? Who knows? That's the point of the story. <laughs> How did he grow a- up? A.K.A. Only- Daddy Daycare. It's already been done. <laughs> just like you see oh, uh, Anik, uh, we call it, uh, Obi-Wan just sitting there watching a bunch of little kids. Uh, oh, oh, here you go. Watch you look at making space puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that Luke kid? <laughs> Boy, he's so whiny. God, it's just like his fucking father. <laughs> I should have stuck with the girl. At least she's probably kind of sassy at this point. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Had to go dump her off to the on Alderaan. 
<sighs> had planets going places. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple places yeah. at once. In about 20 years, it'll be the hot spot. <laughs> <laughs> and here I'm stuck with sand in my ass. Hey, you want a jujube? <laughs> <laughs> They're free range. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently, according to uh, Collider... The Lucasfilms will be fo- so focusing solely on Star Wars Episode Nine and figuring out what the new trilogy of Star Wars movies will be after Episode Nine. For now, uh, decisions be reporting reported on after Solo, a Star Wars story, had a lower than anticipated box office draw, particularly overseas. The movies only made an estimated three hundred forty million dollars worldwide. Disney could lose reportedly lose over fifty million dollars on the film. Uh, af- after factoring the budget of $250 million and similarly expensive market push. I did just shelled out $71 billion for That's it. That's it. It's $70.4 like $50 million? Fuck. Just tack that onto the fucking bill. Like, uh, uh, they're never confirmed or acknowledged by Disney or Lucasfilm. Recent reports suggest an Obi-Wan Kenobi spinoff was in development and was said to be a prequel to A New Hope. A Boba Fett standalone film was also reportedly in the works from Logan director James Marigold, though never confirmed to be in an official project. Excuse me. Uh, the news seems as though Lucasfilms is doubling down on its ventures into the new galaxies far, far away instead of focusing on the past. Disney officially confirmed that The Last Jedi director, Rain Johnson, is working on a new Star Wars trilogy, while Game of Thrones showrunners David Bensonov and D.B. Weiss will write and produce a new Star Wars series of Star Wars films. Don't forget, you also have um, What's-His-Face doing the TV show for the... John Favreau. John Favreau. Favreau. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, what do you think? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm like, all over this one. Uh, I, I, I kind of I agree with, with them a little bit because it's like, I, I can see why Disney wouldn't put them on hold if they're not making the money, then, you know, and that's basically what they told us. I mean, they, like they would stop making movies. If it's not making money, stop making money. And in a way it kind of did. So it's like, all right, they, they were good to their word. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, I want to see more star Wars movies. <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough. I got to wait now another two years to see a star Wars movie, you know, at this point or a year and a half, because I just saw solo. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do this Christmas? I got no, I got no, I got no star Wars movie to look forward to. Uh, yeah, well, and I, mean, I gotta wait till 2019 for well, the next one. Well, maybe there's a silver lining because I, I found this article too, which kind of contradicts a little thing. It says Lucasfilm's reportedly avoiding untested filmmakers for future Star Wars films. Okay. Um, in the aftermath of Solo's Star Wars stories being a relatively disappointment for Lucasfilms, the studio is reportedly making some changes with their approaches of new films. One report suggests this was uh, on June 20th as well. Uh, one report suggests that Luc- Lucasfilms will avoid tapping directors who might be unfamiliar with massive blockbusters and instead focus on veteran um, auteurs to deliver audience-exciting adventures. According to Star Wars Newsnet and their sources, Disney is done experimenting with new or unusual filmmakers and will go back to proven veteran talent who they know they can handle a big-budget Star Wars production in an effort to prevent future production chaos, drama, and firings. Um... In recent years, Lucasfilm has, been, has created a stigma of having a revolving door of directors whose visions must align with that of the studio if they hope to finish their film. This image began when their first film that didn't focus directly on the Skywalk saga, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, director Gareth, Gareth Edwards previously delivered audience the Godzilla reboot, and prior to that, 
crafted a small-scale monsters. Um, Rogue One was ultimately a success, though behind-the-scenes stories hinted that the film was only a success thanks to a massive amount of reshoots owned by Tony Gilroy. Quote is, if you look at Rogue, all the difficulty with Rogue and the confusion of it, and all the mess, and in the end, when you get there, it's actually very, very simple to solve. Gilroy sh- uh, shared with the movement with Brian Koppelman. Uh, it was a podcast. Uh, because you sort of go, this is movies where, is the quote, because if you sort of go, this is a movie where folks just look, everything is going to die. So it's a movie about sacrifice. Uh, next on their plan, spinoff, uh, Solo Story was abandoned by original directors Phil Lord and Chris Miller who were replaced by Ron Howard. Lord and Miller previously delivered audience the Lego movie and the Jump Street films, yet this was their first foray into a massive blockbuster. Their filmmaking style reportedly clashed with Lucasfilm's structure that required sets to be built and CGI elements to be created, yet the duo leaned on a looser approach that involved improvisation from their actors. Uh, last fall, Lucasfilm announced that Colin Trevorrow was no longer directing Episode Nine despite finding success with Jurassic World. The dinosaur spectacle that, that likely the ex- exception, his film Safety Not Guaranteed and Book of Henry might have been realms in which he was more familiar. That's why it's being directed by J.J. Abrams now. Well, I mean, like, like, really, I mean, Jurassic World, like, how, how can you fail? Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it's it, like, you have these huge dinosaurs. I mean, like, how can you fuck that up? Right. You it, know, it's like... It's pretty, pretty like it's huge dinosaurs. You could have a horrible plot, <laughs> but people be like, "It's fucking huge dinosaurs." I'm gonna go see it. You know, like yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it really played on the nostalgia part, but I think that the argument is is that there's a lot of new filmmakers out there. Well, look at look well, at Fantastic Four. I think well, that's the same. I was going to bring up Josh Trank is the fact. I think it was kind of like the start of the fall of this whole thing. Is the fact is is that once he started getting directs and then like what directors are doing and like all this failures and all this kind of stuff and they're they're getting fired from this and da da da. I think that really hurts the movie industry and like in their films like going forward. Like you know because it's like oh we got fired from Star Wars and you're going. We didn't give a shot. They didn't give a shot because, you know, thing. And then you saw Fantastic Four and you're going, maybe it was right. (laughs) I do think that there is something to be said about, like, paying your dues. Um, Spielberg, while he had hit after hit after hit, he also had some flops. You can't just kind of go, who's the hottest guy right now? Let's get him to direct the movie. And let's throw $150 million at him when his last movie he did for $50 million. Right. Like, it, it can be kind of overwhelming because you're like, now you're like, Wait, you put the you put the stress of a Star Wars movie on my shoulders? I I don't know, or like a like a comic book movie. I mean, some can rise to that challenge, some can't. I think that that you got to have to look at. You can't just kind of go with a flash in the pan director. You know, I mean, while and also look at their past. Like we call it the guys who were on um, the Han Solo movie, Lloyd and Weber. <laughs> um, they, they recall they did two heavy comedic movies right i don't think an action a star wars action flick is in their realm of of it's not in their wheelhouse yeah you're like uh, it's like it'd be like asking you know them to do shakespeare right. like maybe they maybe they just can't you know to be or not to be that's the question what's the question to be or not to be what is that it's the question like, like yeah you can go, doing like a like a like a uh, abner costello yeah stick. like i think that maybe they were trying to do too many yuck yuck jokes on the set of Sto- uh, solo and everyone's kind of going we're, we're taking this hot fast and loose and this ain't 
it, it's a hot mess because right. we don't know where anything's going. There's no structure. And they're like, well, that's how we do things. That's what you hired us for. No, we hired you to do a Star Wars movie, and this is how you do a Star Wars movie. Like, I think that's where the problem is. Not the problem. I think where it's with success with the Marvel films are is that they hire directors. What's that? I don't know. I think, I think the flying saucers are I was like, it sounds like a flying saucer. That was awesome. It's like this flying around. I think it's a... First off, don't spit on me. All right. I think it was like a helicopter that was going over, but it was just like, I guess because the direction was coming from the air hitting us, the sound wave sounded weird. I was like, oh, no, here they come. They're coming to get us. Well, you know, what's funny is because today I was as as I'm relaxing, trying to, you know, unwind before the show and I'm sitting there and I'm watching these YouTube videos. And one was about this guy from the future. That's actually like I've I've come from 2074 and he's talking about the future. And he goes, the UFOs, you see those saucers. He goes, Uh they're actually time ships from from the future that 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 people come back in time. So when everybody sees a flying saucer, because there's two different Gravitational uh, uh, singularities—they're—they're a thing. One from one to the top, one to the north, and has to spin like in a circular pattern, and that's why they have the saucer uh, built. So every time they saw it, it looks like it's a flying saucer. They get a UFO, which actually is somebody from the future coming back to try to fix the past. So every time you saw one of those flying saucers, it was a time bandit or a time fixer. Time fixer in a way, yeah, because they—they have the in 2074 they started to 2074. Yes. And you got this all from YouTube? Yes. Okay. I'm not saying, it's, I'm not saying like this is the real. This is true. I mean, I, I like. Look, so I'm, just, I just I'm was, in. I just I just saw, heard the flying saucer and it reminded me of this video. <laughs> like maybe someone's coming back in the time to fix something right now. That's it's basically it because like he was like saying like nine <laughs> eleven was the reason why is because we were going to have a second world war our second civil war here in America and to bring us together was the fact is is that the nine eleven happened that that brought the country back together as one unit and you know they. Okay. The agreements is All where right. we're going. Uh, and it actually stopped. The, the war was going to happen in 2008. Okay. Okay. Apparently, Trump is going to be reelected <laughs> for a second term, but he's going to be impeached. Okay. So that's, that's going to happen. And uh, what else did he say? Basically, like, he's talking about the way future, like, we'll be all dead by this point. Oh, okay. You know how, like, the, the pollution and all gets worse. I mean, speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm talking like 60 years from now. You're gonna be alive in 60 years? Maybe I'm only 27. You'll be 87 years old. I stopped smoking. <laughs> <laughs> she might make the, it. The stress from him. You're not gonna. The stress from me. The stress from her is gonna kill me. <laughs> you speak for yourself. <laughs> Don't All you right. put no taking on my death. <laughs> anyway, she'll be. She's gonna be in, 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 in when she's 87. She'll be like. Yep, this is how it all happened. <laughs> that guy was right. I remember being on the show, Ed, talking about it and everything. Trump, he was impeached after the second <laughs> term. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, uh, uh, the pollution, like all the everybody, the country's supposed to be doing something to help our environment. Apparently, we never do that. It gets really worse. Of course, the, we never do. The people that live there in that time frame are like bitter against each other. It's very everybody separated, almost even like to like like state to towns. You're not, you know, like 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 let's go to the Jersey Shore. So like, this you know, guy, all he did was open up his window and listen to people talk. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like. <laughs> well, he says it's a lot. It was a lot more scary, especially in the future. But then he goes like in twenty one something. I forget what the date was, but it's a twenty twenty one hundred. 
they goes that they they the people finally got together right because there was clean. a song by Bill and Ted, you know, Wild Stallions, and next thing you know, Harmony. The <laughs> <laughs> movie was off by a couple of decades, but yes, now. Uh, but apparently, in the in the way future, we do we do find a way to uh, um, uh, uh, get together and and solve the environment problems, and we're now clean. We actually have a uh, a, a station on Mars uh, in the twenty twenty forties or no, is maybe the twenty four mid twenty twenties? I think he said. I'm not sure exactly when the date is. But he says that we will have, we'll finally get to Mars. A, a man will make it to Mars, and it's through Elon Musk and SpaceX that will happen. I and knew it. And then they'll start working. At that point, they'll start working on commercialization to get, uh, like a, a to live there, kind of thing that they're work, they'll be working on at that point. All right. So it was just it was like you know, and it, of course they have it like with like the voices like talk like this, <laughs> and the pictures all like Your distorted. Future, the future is bright, so bright you have to wear and, shades. Yeah, and, and, and it's like this picture's like like muffled up, and you're like really like you know, it's like I, I can't be seen because I'm from the future. <laughs> Is he wearing like a gold lame suit and with like a little Devo hat? Like, like <laughs> that's like, how we well, all that's how we all dress in the it was, future. <laughs> it was it was all it was all blurred out. You couldn't tell really what he was wearing or anything like that. It was gray color and and it was like all pixelated and all. And you're like, really? Like, you know, and he's like, if you want me to make more, let me know in the comments below. And I'm like, uh-huh. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> right. To my uh-huh. channel. I'm like, uh-huh. I see the room right there. How many subscribers did he have? A million. Like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> did you subscribe? No. <laughs> no. But I thought it was fascinating because I was like those like, – because I like – like for some reason, like after a while, you could watch like top top ten superhero movies, right? You know, kind of thing, and they'll go through these lists. But if you keep YouTube going, like just you fall down the dark the, world. It goes, it goes into like the, the five scariest things cornered film, or the ten scariest uh, monsters that are still living today. And you're like, I must have ah. fell down that well because I have fifteen actors who thought they were making a completely different movie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, would you like to hear some of that? Yes, I would. Okay, well, Adrian Brody was and was not the star of The Thin Red Line. Okay. Okay, The Thin Red Line is based on a novel about the Battle of Mount Austin, uh, revolving around the character Corporal Fife, played by Adrian Brody in the movie. Barney Fife? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Brody made the uh, reasonable assumption that he was the main character of the film since Fife was the main character of the novel, but it turned out he was wrong. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. But since he was an up-and-comer at the time, many of his scenes were cut from the final product, highlighting the real stars of the film, George Clooney, John Travolta, Nick Nolte, John Cusack, Woody Harrelson, and Sean Penn. (laughs) (laughs) Even though none of them were, you know, the protagonist, Brody, unfortunately, was unaware of the cuts, but learned when he viewed the premiere with his parents who he already brought along, brimming with pride, and then presumably deflated when crippling, with crippling sadness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, this one is, I, 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 I think I heard this one, but Frankie Lane thought Blazing Saddles was a traditional Western. Yes. Okay, for those of you who don't know, Frankie Lane was a singer who recorded music for a number of famous Westerns, like the original 310 to Yuma and Rawhide. 
So Mel Brooks thought he'd be a perfect fit for the theme for Blazing Saddles. You know, he wore a blazing saddle. Franklin near he... and far. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ed. He wore that tin star. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he agreed to take the gig and was so moved by his performance that he cried after recording it. <laughs> and if she cried again <laughs> well, of course movie. he had no idea that the movie was going to be a comedy so he thought he was doing he did a quote I thought I was doing a song for another high noon and gave it my best dramatic reading when I saw wacky things happening on screen like a guy punching a horse I sunk down into my seat with embarrassment <laughs> alright Ed here's where I bring it back Danny Lloyd didn't know The Shining was a horror movie. All right. All right. Danny Lloyd was played Danny Torrance in The Shining, was a five-year-old. Um, he also didn't know he was making a horror movie. This mostly because he was told he wasn't, and children and children when will believe chairs were, were spaghetti. Anyway, director Stanley Kubrick actually had the child's best interest at heart. Um, and so in order to protect little Danny from trauma... He not only told him that they were making a drama, but he took steps to keep Danny out of any scary situations. When Wendy's running from Jack with Danny in her arms, she's actually carrying a dummy, so the boy wouldn't have to be in a scary scene. That's, That's neat. As you know, um, so he explained to a five-year-old that it was going to be a drama. Yeah, yeah. And the five-year-old understood the concept of a drama. I mean, I need to talk to this director because I work with five-year-olds. And I need to under—I need to know how he explained that for this child to understand. Well, he probably oh, it's just not- said it's a real, real serious scene. He probably didn't say this is a drama, child. <laughs> You're going to be very scared. See, you got to take it very serious. You know, well, the- now talk to your finger, red rum. <laughs> like I don't. I would just love to know what the conversation was. Um, you can't because Stanley Stan Kubrick is dead. Gone. Yeah, he didn't write a book. The kid's not dead. That's true. He's probably wrong. at a con the, right the, now. The, the- the the idea though was Stanley Kubrick was a was a he's a crazy person he's a wacko is basically what it was yeah he would like torture the chick right yeah he, yeah, he, yeah he he tortured he, like, the hell out of Alice Schlade Duvall made her all amped up and yeah. he, and he would uh, do with uh, what's his name Jack Nicholson. Uh, Jack Nicholson he would like go like you know you're the guy like you're gonna kill this person like yeah. he would amp yeah. him up. Yeah. And like make him like almost like like the killer, like the sure. real killer. Sure. And then Shelly Duvall is like, you know, you're you're nothing, you're trash. He would have like like the, the nobody talk to her. Yeah, like, he, like fuck with her really yeah. hard. Well, he also was known for taking like what we call it the last film. I think he pretty much did was um that Tom Cruise Nicole Kidman movie. Yes, where it was like took him like almost like five years to actually complete because he'd be like doing like a million takes on this one, or he wanted this done this way and this done that way. Very, 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 you know, anal in certain things. Yes. Here's another one, Ed. Yeah. Um, do you see the usual suspects? Not in a long time, but yes. You've seen the usual suspects? Okay, all right. Well, everyone thought they were Kaiser Sozi and the usual suspects. <laughs> there was a little This one I heard one. This was like a little tricky without spoiling the movie. Um, Brian Singer kept the entire cast in the dark on the usual suspects so that going to the premiere, Gabriel Byrne, Benicio del Toro, Stephen Baldwin, and Kevin Pollack, and uh, what's his face? It's not in here because I guess they want to keep his name out of it. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Um, they all thought they were Kaiser Soze. So Breen, Brian was so pissed that he apparently dragged Singer outside and screamed at him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, now here's a one I did not know. Charlton Heston was super gay and Ben Hur and didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not? You were super gay and better. And not know it. And really? not know it. Okay, well, Gord, 
Gore Vidal doctored up the screenplay for Ben-Hur a bit by injecting just a pinch of homoerotic subtext. In fact, he told director William Wyler as, as much. Wilder agreed to keep it in the film, but told Vidal not to tell Heston, who would fall apart if he knew. Heston disputed the claim in his memoirs, which Vidal essentially said, surprise, surprise. The subtle romance that takes place between Heston's Judah Ben-Hur and his friend, quote-unquote, turned enemy Misala, who ultimately opposes Ben-Hur because he's a spurned lover. <laughs> and not his best friend right, who right. turned on him. Right. It's, uh, you're, you're like, no, no, you're not mine. Doesn't <laughs> Ben-Hur take place in, like, the Roman times, yeah. though? Yes. Oh, so big fucking surprise. <sighs> well, that's what I think. Yeah, but no, you don't see, understand. The thing is, it's Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston is like the most manliest man at that time, actor of all time. Like he was the guy that like, and apparently know. not very smart either. No, well, no, okay. he was an actor. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're all stupid. Back then, they weren't. They were... Have you seen actors on Jeopardy? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they... and they're the easy questions. <laughs> they're the preschool school questions. I, mean... I just feel like it. I've never even seen old Ben Hur movie uh, or new Ben Hur movie, but as soon as I knew what the times it was set in, duh, there was some homoerotica in it. Sure, I there mean, was, but Charlton <laughs> Heston at the time was the manliest of men. He played Moses in Ten Commandments. Ben Hur is a great movie. He also played in Planet of the Apes, the original. You know, get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape. You know, he's that guy. Um, so it's like. He was very, like, he was also the head of the NRA for how many years before? He was the guy who said, you know, you want to take my guns, you'll get it when you cry for my cold, dead hands. Yeah. Like, it was, he was, like, so to find out that if you go back in time and you watch Ben-Hur, there's a little homosexual erotic uh, subtext to it, and you can kind of see it. Yeah. But, you know, Charlton Heston played it straight. Or <laughs> 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 he thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this one is a, a nerdy one, but I think everyone knows this one. David Prowse was less Vader than he realized. Yeah. David Prowse was the guy underneath the mask. He didn't know he was going to be voiced over by James Earl Jones. So he uh, he was excited about the role until he learned that he wasn't actually voicing Vader. Frustrated, he decided to start tweaking his lines since he knew his, his readings wouldn't make it, and, <laughs> and make it in. And thus, asteroids do not concern me. I need a ship was transformed into the far more brilliant hemorrhoids do not concern me. I need a shit. This one I, I really didn't get because I didn't want to play the audio, but I thought it was interesting. Piper Laurie thought Carrie was satire. Really? Yeah. Uh, Piper Laurie received the script for Carrie. She, she was not impressed. There's a quote. I read the script and thought it was a comedy. No, 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 she corrected. I thought it was stupid. Her husband at the time told her that she misunderstood it and that director Brian De Palma had a comedic approach, so she reread it and recognized it for what it was, satire. (laughs) (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) Uh, Here's one. Bill Murray thought Garfield was a Coen Brothers film. Yes. He did not want to do this film at all. No. It was written by Joel Coen, C-O-H-E-N, not to be confused with Joel Coen, C-O-E-N, of the much-celebrated sibling filmmakers. Someone should have cleared that up for Bill Murray because he thought he it was that Joel Cohen. Therefore, he only read a couple of pages of the script before accepting the role, trusting Joel Cohen implicitly. But when he started recording his lines, he was ultimately forced to ask, who the hell cut this thing? Who did this? 
what the fuck was Cohen thinking? So they explained it. It was the other Joel Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> but then Mary did the sequel, presumably because vacation houses don't buy themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this one is uh, Jared Leto was the butt of Suicide Squad's joke. Uh, it's no secret that Jared Leto wasn't pleased with the final cut of Suicide Squad. He felt there was enough Joker footage for an entire film on the infamous character, but in the end, he was only on screen for around 10 minutes. Fans weren't the only ones that felt shortchanged. Leto said he felt he'd been tricked. Wasn't his fucking movie. Uh, he took a deep dive into the character, really committed, and was not rewarded for it at all. He's he still should on- be committed. He's, uh, <laughs> he's still under contract, though, and if the Batman deal does indeed come to fruition, he'll play a larger role, though it looks like Deathstroke is going to be the villain there, so who knows. Um, uh, did anybody care about the Blair Witch Project? That was the scariest movie of my life. Really? Yes. You're kidding. I can tell you the story. You tell, You're being I, serious. Yes. Uh, okay, well, let me just throw this fact out here okay. first. The Blair Witch Project cast had no idea what they were doing. Yes. Wow. I went and saw it. Like, it, you give a figure, I don't know where it was, the 90s, I think it was made? or uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was hanging out with a group of people. You know, you met Dave Zippod. Another person was Andy, Andy Filak. Andy Filak was paranoid schizophrenic. Okay. Oh, okay. That's he, what y'all took him to go see. No, no, I, <laughs> it was just me and him. He would think that thought that his father was projecting thoughts into his head, and that there was a girl in the, in the apartment next door because he lived in the house of next door apartment that was chained up and being molested by his father, her, his father, and the guy who he lived with. That you know, think so he'd call the cops, try to help her, kind of thing. She, the, 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 he would always try and reject these thoughts that her, his father would have. So he was nuts, you know, basically. So he finally, I think, got help. And, well, actually, they, they picked him up and put him in the psychiatric ward here in, in the local hospital in Philadelphia. Eventually, he was released. He gave, they gave him medication, all this kind of stuff. And after he got out, like, people would see him, like, go hang out with him because they felt bad. So they would, like, you know. And at one point, there was nobody around, like, we were both, I was single at the time, and, you know, Andy obviously was single. And I think he sip on had a girlfriend who was like, he had a girlfriend before I did, but that's a whole other story. Like, <laughs> like, that's, ah. a, that's a very special Geeksters episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we went to the uh, uh, Philadelphia Mills, which was Franklin Mills at the time, to see a movie. And it was the Blair Witch Project, because everything else we either seen or didn't want to see. And it was the only one that we could agree <laughs> on. <laughs> so we're sitting there and there's nobody in the theater maybe like three other people you know the type of thing with just the two of us right in the middle and he turns to me and he goes you know Ed, i really want to apologize to you for the craziness that i've been going through and he says yes to, to because you know it was really out there and I, I apologize you think you know now he's taking his medication he's clear-headed kind of thing and i go well you know andy i think that's great that you can you know get over this and realize, you know, what you did and all. And you know, I thought it was really crazy that your father think you thought your father was projecting thoughts in your head, not missing a beat. looks at me with a weird look and goes, he did. And the lights go down. <laughs> and Blair Witch Project <laughs> so it wasn't that the movie was scary for you. It was the situation so the fact surrounding that I'm scared, the movie. Just sitting next to a paranoid schizophrenic that might get an idea for this film <laughs> that I might be the dead guy in the corner. There's no idea to get. All you see is snot and noses the whole fucking movie. <laughs> Until the end. Until the end, I thought I was that kid, like going, Jason! Jason! Why aren't you paying attention to me? Slump. Well, to be fair, the three main characters of the Blair Witch Project knew they were making a horror movie at the time. 
but that was about it. Uh, Heather Donahue, Joshua Leonard, and Michael Williams were sent out into the woods with a video <laughs> camera for a week, told to argue with each other, interview randos who turned out to be actors placed by, placed by the directors, and just kind of act like they were lost on a hike, which they were a couple of times. What's more, the director started to mess with the young stars as they grew colder and more sleep-deprived over the course of the week by sneaking along behind them and making ominous, spooky noises. Sometimes there was a fine line between directing and just being a dick. Like, <laughs> uh, um, Michael Fassbender didn't know what he was saying in Steve Jobs. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, he's not the most tech-savvy guy, and he wasn't a fan of Sorkin's dense script for the Steve Jobs movie. Um, it was full of big techie words and full of way too much dialogue in general that everyone spews out really fast in quip bots. Uh, since he didn't really know what he was talking about, Fastbender just kind of hated the movie. Or, may- or maybe he realized it was just a bad movie. Either way, he was so unhappy that he asked his driver to slam his arm in the car door so he can get out of his contract <laughs> and stop filming the movie. Oh. <laughs> wow. Did I mean, at that, that point, just pay to break the contract. Uh, yeah. You <laughs> um, hate it that bad. Wow. This one, this one I, I really didn't get. This was Hugh Grant didn't know who owned the studio that produced Nine Months. <laughs> um, All right. In case you're not in the know, Nine Months is a 20th Century Fox film, which is owned by a by Rupert Murdoch. He's kind of racist, kind of homophobic. You know, So it wasn't so much that Grant didn't know what kind of film he was making, but he didn't even know who owned the studio. He admitted to being naive about the film and wishes he hadn't done it. Okay. I don't really see that as a... You were making one movie, and you thought you were making one movie, and it turned out to be another. Right. You know, um, Josh Brolin thought Jonah Hex was was good before the reshoots. <laughs> really? Yes. Apparently, when it came to the final product, Josh Brolin knew they made a garbage film that Jonah Hex hated it. He said. Um, it would have been a better movie based on what we did, and opposed to and as opposed to what ended up happening to it, which is going back and reshooting sixty six pages in twelve days. Apparently, okay. the studio didn't feel it was flashy enough, so they ended up doing a ton of reshoots and ultimately spent eighty million dollars making the movie. Ironically, Josh thought the movie would have been much better if they emulated the old western called High Plains Drifter. It could have pulled it off in a, for under ten million dollars. Uh, things certainly turned out. Yeah, I think I guess things turned out okay for him since he's both Thanos <laughs> and Cable now. <laughs> I just like the fact that they said the word flashy. That's like it's so dark. Like like not like dark like a dark drama or dark horror kind of movie. It's not fuck nothing you can fucking see in that movie. I'm like you had to brighten your TV up like a thousand <laughs> just to get to see the picture. It was mostly shot at night. In a western town, and I guess they didn't want to use real lights. And Michael Fassbender was in it, too. (laughs) (laughs) I totally missed it. (laughs) Wasn't he the bad guy? (laughs) No, that was uh, John Malkovich, I thought. Um, Yeah, John Malkovich was the bad guy, but he had a right-hand man that was played by uh, Michael Fassbender, I thought. Really? Uh, Fuck, now now I gotta look it up now. Uh, Now I'm like, really? Michael Fassbender was in that movie? Yeah, he was, uh, I think I remember seeing him in it, like... He was like you had John Malkovich, and John Malkovich had like the 
Odd did John Hex have a Megan Fox in it? Yes, it did. It did. Yep. Yeah. That's all I know about it. I, don't, <laughs> I, I know nothing else. That was like the the worst part of it. I think. <laughs> oh, come on! I like her uh-huh. only because she's a knockoff. But she's a great value, Angelina. Yeah, sure. Um, we was at Jonah Hex age. Yeah, she's nice to look yeah. at, but she can't fucking out a pa- out the paper bag. Doesn't matter. It does. No, it doesn't. It you does spend when the fucking see the movie. <laughs> spend the spend money and see a movie, and you can see get her. Michael Fassbender was Burke. All right. There you go. Boom. Boom. Shakalaka. Tom Wopat was in it, too. Luke, Bo, uh, Luke Duke. That's right. <laughs> he was a sheriff in the town. He was a sheriff. Michael Shannon was in it, too. He was I Doc Cross Williams. That's what I'm thinking of. The I cast was... is actually pretty decent. No, it was a good cast. <laughs> except, for my, for, except for Fox. <laughs> I... Yes. I think she's fine in that. No, she's not. I think she's fine in You general. think she's just fine. That's not just fine <laughs> in that. <laughs> I watched the movie with the sound down. That's all. <laughs> and your pants? <laughs> no, no, those stay up and hiked up of all times. But the it's zipper, not, the fly it's, wasn't. It's not. It's the not, pants were up. The fly was down. It's not. Until I don't trans- need to break. I don't need to fucking pull down my pants. It's Transformers where she's hunched over the car. That does it all the time. Where she's on the motorcycle in the second one. Transform- <laughs> the first Transformers didn't come before Jonah Hex. I don't know. Oh, okay. I was just asking. Uh, I didn't see Jonah Hex there at all. I thought I, oh. I saw it on like a video. You know? <laughs> I was like, hey, she's in it. I like her. She's pretty. These last two, I got to be honest, I, I feel like are kind of bullshit ones. Halle Berry was surprised how bad Dark Tide turned out. I didn't see Dark Tide. Uh, apparently, it's uh, the only shark movie in history. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Uh, it's, <laughs> it, the plot was about boats and sharks. And on, on Chelsea lately, Berry said... You don't expect the movie to be, be as bad as it is sometimes. Then it comes out and you think, fuck, what did I do? <laughs> fuck, that's what I did? Did you uh, think about that with Catwoman too? Well, again, the person added, which, wow, coming from the woman who made Catwoman, that's really saying something. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and now this one is the last one I here. like Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I you liked... watched it with a sound down. Yeah. <laughs> and my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll admit it. You, one, you might not, but I have the, I have the balls. I mean, that, do that, it. Look, that outfit was sexy. You know, yeah. all ripped up. I just, I just, whatever. Uh, last but not least, Nicolas Cage did not approve of Dying of the Light. <laughs> I don't know what movie this is, so I'm like, um, apparently, uh, he is less watchable films and more. Uh, he said. He wasn't alone in his disapproval for Dying of the Light. Um, read, led by director Paul Schrader, uh, stars Nicolas Cage, Anton Yelchin, and executive producer Nick Winding re- refused, found a clever way to protest the film, which they were contractually barred from uh, disparaging by wearing T-shirts sporting their non-disparaging agreements. Uh, apparently, due to some differing visions for the film, Schrader was kicked out of the editing process and the resulting movie was a spine-crushingly terrible. Uh, whether or not it would be good if it's been allowed to complete its work would never be known. Um, are you looking up what it's, it's about? Yes. Dying in the Light is a movie starring Nicolas Cage, Anton Yelchin, and Alexander Carmen. When a devastating illness threatens, an, an, threatens to end Evan Lake's career in the CIA, he goes ho- rogue to hunt down the terrorist who tortured him during the mission Going awry a few years ago. I uh, all right, sure. Um, uh, there you go. I That's, don't know. And M. Lake was uh, apparently uh, Nicholas Cage. 
Right. Uh, yeah. So apparently, one must have went direct to the direct to the DVD, right? Because I mean, like, when was the last Nick Cage movie came out? Was it Bangkok Dangerous? <laughs> hey, man, stop! I like Bangkok Dangerous and the <laughs> original. <laughs> no, <laughs> I. I mean, whatever. I, I, you know, it's Nicolas Cage, I and mean, you can't expect like great acting ever, right? <laughs> so, I mean, no. Yeah. He's a, I'm sure. he's a fine actor. He totally is. What well, I turn down the volume down and to pull my pants down. <laughs> uh, wow, I'm more like a secrets protector. <laughs> yeah, national you, treasure. You you kind of do secrets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or face off. <laughs> face off. <laughs> Apparently, he was he was asked. Uh, he said he wants to make an R-rated Ghost Rider movie now. <laughs> I mean, he got two in the chamber. So why not, you know, give him this trilogy and then, you know, go hard R with it and then see where it goes. You know what? He was actually really good in Drive Angry. That was a good movie. <laughs> it was really good. So bad. I, we should watch that. It's really, really bad. Really bad. God, it's horrible. Let's, Drive let's, angry. let's watch it's it. It's got to watch it. It's really good. All right. I, that's, that's all I got. That's all you got? Yeah, that's all. That's it. No, it's time anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks, folks, for listening to Geeksters here on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just search Aquanet Radio in those apps. But, of course, uh, go, don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Oh, Geeksters Radio. Oh, Geeksters Radio. Sorry. Geeksters Radio and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. Um, if you want to catch the rebroadcast in the podcast form, you can always go to the About section in our Facebook page or go to our website, WordsWithGeeks.com, to download your very own copy of it. Of course, unless you do already have iTunes or Google Play Music, you can find us there as well. Yep. But in the meantime, if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And it's S-H-A-W-N. See you next week, folks. Bye! Welcome back, folks. Yeah. The password is gas. There's another show he's watching. You pass it. <laughs> Do you remember the, the the game where they had? Um, Nori was going to call it old game show. Um, it was Bert Convy, I think his name is, mm-hmm. uh, and he had the ones where there were uh, married couples that were super that were already actors and actresses. Yeah, there were yeah celebrities. Yeah, yeah. And there were uh, one was in the back room, and they had him on the television. Right. I wish I remember the name of that fucking show because I used to love that. I used to watch that one all the time too, but it was on at night. Yes. Because there were certain ones like oh well these it was like game show night and it was like oh password. I remember Dick Clark doing a twenty five thousand dollar pyramid, but that was always or you know later in the mm. afternoon. I remember playing that one. I like playing that one a lot. You know, like, think of words. What's wrong, Ed? No, I'm, like, curious now what the game show was. Um, I think it was, was it the Newlywed game? No, it wasn't Newlywed no, yet. Wasn't. That was Bob Barker, and it was like, when you and your wife make whoopee, where do you like to do it? In the butt? <laughs> the classic line. Ah, uh, the 70s. Well, you could say stuff like anal sex, and no one would bat a bat an eye. <laughs> you know, let's see here. Um, it was like, ah, uh, oh, damn. There was that, and I remember card sharks. God, I loved card sharks. Okay. It was basically high low. <laughs> <laughs> well, card sharks is on again. I guess. Still? Yeah. Well, no, it's with uh, Snoop Dogg. Yes. I, I I saw that. I heard that, and Snoop Dogg used to play that when he was a kid, so it was perfect for him. Um, <laughs> it was like. It, uh, yeah, it was like celebrity, 
something. Celebrity swap? No, that's something we'll leave there, right? <laughs> it was the 70s. Um, but yeah, they would always have like the, the couple in the booth. One was like during the, the video screen. And yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to find it. was it. like a match There's game. like a ton of these shows. Like, yeah, you know, like yeah. the Dollar 98 Beauty Show. <laughs> password, Super Password, Password Plus. God, I remember when the Supermarket Sweep. I, you remember when they did Pictionary on television? Yes, that was that was uh, Burkhamby. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. He was like the face. It was him or Dick Clark. Him, Dick Clark, Bob Barker, uh, Bob Eubanks, Bob Eubanks, yeah, Bob Eubanks. He was the one who did the the when you and your wife are making whoopee. <laughs> <laughs> Now they, I think on the Game Show Network, they brought it back, but they have, um, uh, I wish I remember her name. Crap, I'm really bad at that one. Niecy Nash. Nash, according to Stacy, off in the distance. <laughs> mm. did, did, did you find it? You know, no, I, I mean, it was the 70s, right? Yeah, when it was they, the yeah. 70s and 80s. I, I, uh, Adrian Barbeau was in them a lot with her husband. <laughs> Celebrity game shows. Because <laughs> the thing was is that I, like there's a movie called Autofocus. It's about Bob Crane's life. Yeah, who was the uh, Colonel Hogan in the Hogan's Heroes TV show, and he was on there with his wife or his second wife at the time, who played uh, Hilda in the uh, in the show as well. Yes, you know kind of thing, and, and they 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 bring it up like it was just just it was ma- amazing. So now I'm trying to find it here. Like so many of them. Yeah, well, because now they have, uh, like, uh, game show hosts. Let's see. Okay, Alex was back. Craig Ferguson, Bob Barker, Regis Philbin, Monty Hall. Um, Monty Hall. God. I'll know his face the moment I see him. It was Peter Marshall who did it. Peter Marshall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Peter Marshall. Um, or Wink. No, it wasn't Wink Martindale. Chuck Woolery. No. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. Hey, there's Bert Convoy. Let's see. Uh, he did win, lose, or draw of Super Password, Tattletales. Um, let's see. God, I feel so stupid. Here we are looking up. I'm looking up Bert Convoy. <laughs> I'm looking up Peter Marshall to see if there's any uh, Hollywood Squares. Let's see if there's other other stuff that he did here. <laughs> Hi, folks. Welcome to Geeksters, the the <laughs> Google version. <laughs> um, uh, what's my line to tell the truth? Ta- I think it was Tattletales. Was it Tattletales? I'm going to go tell. I'm going to see. Uh, it's an American game show which first aired on CBS. It was... Uh, uh, yes, yes, yes. I remember Tattletales. The show's premise... Involved questions asked about celebrity couples' personal lives and was based on He Said, She Said, a syndicated Godson Turnman show that aired during the 69 70s. So it was Tattletales. Yes. Tattletales was your answer. Tattletales. Tattletales is your tattletales answer. answer. Thank you, Blaine. The Google version. But the thing of is, is, they say if you look up Tattletales, especially from Philadelphia, there's a gentleman's club called Tattletales. That is true. Oh my God. I completely forgot about Tattletales. Wow, memories! Mm. I, don't, I don't know if Tattle Dance is still, still around. I think no, it, no, it died in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Well, would you like his career? 
Right, well, folks, I think it's the end. <laughs> what? That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> folks, I got to watch what I laugh at at the show sometimes. <laughs> you go, huh? You're like, ooh. <laughs> like, wait for it. Oh. I don't know much more to say, folks, but thanks for listening. Um, if you enjoyed the show, I don't know about the last part here. It kind of fell apart there. We fell off the rails on the whole thing. Like swipe, 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 Google, Google, Google. Um, but if you want to hear the show live, you can on Sunday nights starting around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. Of course, please go to Facebook page. Our, it's called Geeksters Radio and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. I'm doing my professional voice because if you'd like to talk to Ed about anything you may have seen or heard or... Uh, talk old game shows. You can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. It's S-H-A-W-N. Keeping it classy. <laughs> See you next week, folks. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Oh. <laughs>